this episode of The Interface, I speak with Tom Lipkin, a design engineer for Amphenol RF in Danbury, Connecticut, and part of the ARFOB Engineering Rotational Program. Tom started at Amphenol RF in May after graduating from Worcester Polytechnic Institute with a mechanical engineering degree. We talk about broadening his knowledge by learning other engineering disciplines that have helped him become a better mechanical engineer, and by working with other business functions to get a better feel for how the front end of the business works. We talk about doing an internship in Australia and spending time as a substitute teacher for kindergarten students. And of course, we discuss his Desert Island album, book, and movie. This is The Interface. So first, thank you for taking time to do this today. I really appreciate it. So Tom, tell me what you do at Amphenol RF in Danbury, Connecticut right now. I'm a rotational engineer. Um, I'm starting out in design. Uh, it's been going great. I've learned a lot about different softwares you I get to use, some uh, machining, uh, the materials that we're uh, using. It's pretty much just an entry-level position focusing on design uh, using Creo and then kind of moving towards looking at uh, program management. Um, they're, they're getting very big on the, you know, what's the future for you with mm. me? And are there, are there particular products you're working on or product groups or product series, or is it just kind of spread all over the place? Sure. Uh, so we, I'm designing pretty much connectors and cable assemblies, yeah. uh, focusing on radio frequency applications. And specifically for me, I have an engineer that I'm working under. So he's you know kind of easing me into the professional engineering setting. Mm. And with what he's doing, I kind of take up whatever market he's in. And I've been focusing a lot on the broadband aspect. So sort of uh, making Wi-Fi connectors. And there's over, you know, 60 connectors here. I haven't learned maybe half of them. Mm-hmm. And I've only focused on maybe four or five of them. Yeah, uh, it's, it's so wide right now. And uh, it's exciting to get to learn about the different types of connectors and what they do and their different applications. How much about RF technology did you know before you started this role? I knew nothing. I, yeah. If you told me, you know, last year, you're going to be, you know, working at a place making RF connectors, I, I wouldn't have believed you because I wasn't that big into the electrical scene. Mm-hmm. Um, electrical engineering wasn't exactly <laughs> what I'd hoped to get into because it was, you know, circuits and all that. It didn't quite under- click with me, but from... This starting here, they have a great training program that I've been a part of for, you know, two months now, and it's been going great. I've learned slowly but steadily about RF and how to design those types of connectors. Has this exposure to RF technology helped you become a better mechanical engineer? Yeah, I think it has because I've learned about the different types of mates that you can use, the fits, uh, pretty much just design softwares. It's a good place to start because it's going to expose me to everything. They're not overly complicated. It's normally just a body, an insulator, a contact. It's not a lot of design work to get one final product. You're able to kind of get exposed to a general concept and then make these specific changes based on how you need it. You talked a little bit earlier about a professional engineering setting. What does that mean? (laughs) 
uh, not being an intern, uh, <laughs> even though, even though I'm only going to be here for a year and, you yeah. know, I've been called an intern maybe two or three times walking. I'm like, I'm not an intern. I'm here for a full year. And then, you know, who knows what I'm doing after that. I'm, but, <laughs> you know, as an intern, I, I work for Amphenol Print Circuits, uh, and that was pretty much my freshman year. And it was, you know, right out of college, you know, I only took one mechanical engineering course. They're not going to have me doing any big machines or anything. I was just helping around, kind of mm-hmm. getting exposed to the manufacturing setting. But at this point, I'm actually making connectors. I'm going about and like sending off test reports and understanding what types of tests you have to do, tolerancing. And it's, uh, I feel like I'm an actual engineer now moving out of college. So uh, this is a great segue then to the, the program that you're part of. You're talking about the engineering rotational program um, specific to the, the RF uh, optics and broadband groups, the AR, ARFOB headed by Bill Callahan. And so they've now established uh, this engineering rotation program. I know it's been done in the past in the military and aerospace group as well. But tell us from your view what this program is all about so people have a good understanding from you know someone who's actually part of it. Well, to me, this program is kind of just exposure into different aspects of not just engineering, but pretty much the Amphenol company as a whole and specifically the RFOB group. They've, I've been asked a couple of times, hey, you interested in program management, sales, like they're not just looking to say, hey, you're an engineer, you're going to sit down at this computer, do design work, you know, like that's, that's it. That's the rest of your life. Mm. They want me to get exposed to different aspects of the company, different areas of the company in the RFOB group, because we work on these huge projects sometimes and every, all those companies are just merging together on this one project to uh, kind of communicate. And I think what they're hoping for us, the candidates for these and going through this is to kind of make a bridge between all these companies to understand, you know, fiber optics and mm-hmm. RF and how they're, they're the same almost. So you're here for a year. You're at Amphenol RF for a year, you said. Do you know where you're going uh, for the next uh, stop or two yet or not sure yet? I, I do not. Uh, oh, intriguing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little scary to know that, you know, in – 10 months, I, I might have no idea where I'm going and, you know, I'm going to be somewhere completely new. I, I know that in the next few months where I'm going to have to start having discussions about, you know, what are you interested in besides just design engineering? Where do you want to go? Like, and it's a little nerve wracking, but it's also very exciting. Yeah, I would imagine it is, especially someone who's just out of college, um, learning the ropes from an engineering standpoint, learning what it's a, what it means to be a professional engineer. <laughs> And you have this opportunity, you're kind of bound by nothing in a sense. I'm going to assume that, yeah, sure, you can be in Danbury, Connecticut right now. Uh, you're from, or excuse me, you're from New Hampshire, right? So it's not too mm-hmm. far, but then you have an opportunity to be sponsored in a sense to say travel uh, elsewhere in the country in places you might, might not have been before. That's got to be kind of exciting and, and cool. Is really, you know, it's, you almost like do this, but there's, there's risk, but there's there's more reward out of it than there is risk. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that definitely the company has been supporting it a lot. And it's I feel like I, I'm cushioned a little bit in right. where I'm going. Right. And I'm not going to you know, be a fish out of water, just get thrown somewhere new. It's going to be a smooth transition, I think. So you said you've been touching on some other areas of the business as well, outside of engineering, sales and, and um, uh 
program management, I believe, and, and some other things. Uh, has that broadened your view of what uh, Amphenol RF specifically is about? Have some, have some of those things intrigued you? Yeah, I, you know, when I was a college student, I'm just like, okay, going into engineering, I want to make stuff, I want to do that. Uh, and then getting into an, a company and realizing, hey, you know, when you're an engineering company, it's not just an engineer. You have yeah. other people supporting you, other people working on the projects to make it your life easier. They, they take some of the, the burden that communicating between customers and yourself off your shoulders. And I think, honestly, pro, being an engineer, having an engineering background, and then maybe going into program management or sales is a great opportunity because you're able to talk to the customer right. and give them solutions without having to say, oh, wait, I got to go talk to an engineer. Hold on. Let me get back to you in the next you know, two days. It's right then and there. Here's your solution because I have that engineering background. And I think that's, you know, that kind of speaks volumes to the whole Amphenol Corporation. It's very a, a very leading edge uh, company with having smart engineers and sales positions and program management that are able to give our customers solutions. No, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a very, you're very perceptive in in figuring that out, especially just being there for a couple of months. But you're exactly right in that if you decided to do something else in maybe a slightly different field than you're in right now, which is just engineering, that engineering background will absolutely help you as you move forward because it gives you a, a much broader um, a set of tools mentally, especially to be able to draw from as you're talking to customers and trying to develop business with with new customers or new markets that, that we haven't touched before. So you're absolutely right. You talked about how you were interested in engineering for a long time. Uh, and went to WPI. Now, when you were growing up, were you into engineering? I always ask, I always like asking, asking engineers, and I've talked to a lot of them over the past couple of years on this show. If you were interested in engineering, or was it something that slowly developed, uh, especially as you got towards college? I think it both slowly developed, but was always there. Yeah. Um, my grandfather was an engineer for the company that's now BAE, so it's very well known. Okay. So know yeah. A lot of people probably know about it. Yeah. But just like, you know, that exposure of having family members that are engineers and then always feeling like, yes, math is great. You know, I like math over the writing. That engineering was a logical step to go starting at my high school when I was like, yep, that's what I got to look at for colleges. Was there anything that you remember and maybe talks with your grandfather or other family members who were uh, engineers where they said or shared a story that was related to this type of a job, we were like, oh man, that sounds really cool. Or was it just a matter of being around them and seeing how they talked and maybe fixed things around the house or worked on cars or what it, whatever it may be? Yeah. My, so my grandfather worked on a little bit of like government contracting stuff. Obviously I can't get into that very big, but the, it was really fun for the rest of my family, even like, you know, his children who didn't know exactly what he did yeah. to kind of speculate, oh, he's working on you know, like, you know, these new aircrafts that, right. you know, you can't see them at all. And it, it was, that was the, the speculation and the, the big jobs that kind of interests me and yeah. in getting into engineering, hearing, wow, like, you know, we all look at him and we're like, what does he do? What does he do? Yeah. And I, I like that. And WPI seemed to be a logical progression then for you from high school, especially with an interest in engineering, right? So you, you majored in mechanical, correct? 
Yeah, I did. Okay, and was that a that was also a conscious decision? You you ruled out electrical, for example, or industrial engineering at an early age, and just wanted to focus on figuring out how things are built and made and function. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. was between civil for a little bit. Yeah, um, back in high school, I actually helped design a bridge just for like the local community, you know, out of wood and whatever. But as a little high schooler, that was pretty you know, astounding to think that I helped my community with doing that. But that was, that was more towards civil. And I said, eh, you know, that's not quite for me. So mechanical it is. How did you find Amphenol with your internship? My mom just kind of got on my back about getting an internship. She's <laughs> yeah. like, you, you know, you need to do that. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a little freshman. Don't, don't, you know, don't tell me to go do this yet. But I, you know, I reached out to, you know, Amphenol uh, print circuits and, I said, yeah, sure, we can use some help. Uh, they want more organizational help, yeah. really, but they also wanted to kind of introduce someone to the manufacturing setting. So they felt I was a perfect candidate, and I, I really did enjoy the manufacturing setting, and I think that really imprinted on how I am today and why I'm here. You work at Amphenol Printed Circuits. Um, I've been there a number of times over the years. It's a very... Uh, unique business. It's a complex business from an engineering and a technology standpoint, you know, making printed circuit boards and rigid assemblies and rigid flex assemblies. It's pretty complicated stuff. It's not exactly, you know, your your basic freshman level mechanical engineering. <laughs> so how long was it for you that you finally felt comfortable while you were there where like, okay, I think I understand what's going on now? Because I imagine the first time, you know, the first few days you were in there, you're like, I have no idea what's going on right now. To be honest, it, it felt like that for weeks. Uh, yeah. you know, it, was, it was a slow ease into understanding what was going on around me. I'd only taken, I think, one manufacturing course before this. So CNC machining, not, not going to help me in, in that setting. Having a math background isn't really going to help there. Yeah. But I was tasked with like looking at the tools and making sure that they weren't damaged and organizing them a little bit. And so they want to help with identifying any lost tools and stuff, but you have to be able to figure out what's broken mm -hmm. just by looking at it. You can't, you know, say, Hey, you know, technician operator, can you check this for me? It's supposed to be on me. So that, that kind of ease into understanding the tooling and how it was supposed to operate was definitely a, a hard shift, but it took a couple of weeks and I felt very comfortable towards the end. No, that's great. You also did an interesting internship in Australia as well uh, back a couple of years ago. Tell me about that. Yeah, sure. So WPI loves to sponsor their kids and send them off places. They're very proud of the work that they do. And a lot of places around the world request help from students. Going there was a great opportunity. I helped the local Melbourne community um, they were struggling with their waterways and pollution in them, specifically microplastics. And so me and my team got the opportunity to help design a pump system that could help uh, measure the amount of microplastics in their different depths of their waterways. Hmm. What was the end result of it then? Was it implemented and they're still using it now? They are. I still get the uh, newsletter updates. And I know that they, I think they secured about $5,000 for future funding um, specifically huh. for that project. And I'm, I'm very proud of the work that my team did there. I feel like that we made an impact on the community. You can't get much further from home than Australia from New Hampshire. That's, so yeah. what was outside of the working part for the few months you were there, what was the overall experience like for you 
to be that far away from home uh, and just being able to, you know, soak in the, you know, a completely different culture uh, environment at the same time, learn and work. What was that just the entire experience like for you? Well, I hadn't traveled outside the U.S. except for once. So second time doing a 14 hour flight from LAX all the way to Australia was yeah. quite, quite a stark difference from what I was used to. But, you know, other than going to to work from eight to five o'clock, you know, the usual, it, it's the same. It was enjoyable work. It was great to, you know, experience the beaches there, like see the people, see the different types of culture that it was, you know, they still all spoke English down there. So it, was, it wasn't a, like a total lack of communication. Like it was great to just see, you know, wow, outside of the U.S., like broaden my horizon a bit. So you enjoyed the experience. Yes, I did enjoy going to the beach on on the weekends. <laughs> I'll bet you did. Yeah, who wouldn't for that matter? Uh, one other thing I saw that you had done, and I thought, oh, I have to ask you about this. You were a substitute teacher for a while. How was that? I mean, just a young kid like yourself, basically, at the time, going in and being a sub. Was it for high school? Uh, no, I work with kindergartners and preschoolers. Okay, so that's it's a little so. <laughs> bit more manageable. Then they still look at you like, wow, this is this uh, major league adult and not, yeah. you know, you're not going in and substituting for high school math. And they're like, why are you talking to us? But what was that like working with little, you know, basically little kids? How was it to take a group of however many kids it was and, and try to teach them throughout the days? Well, it wasn't, you know, the teacher where I had to make a lesson. I yeah. still had to teach the lesson. Yeah. But it was fairly simple for the most part. You know, you're teaching about animals, you're interacting with little kids who look up to you and they put Mr. in front of your last name and you're 17 years old. Like, why are you calling me Mr.? That's my dad. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the it was fun to just kind of get a different aspect of like my life besides engineering. And it was a little money and I enjoyed the the sort of community of it. Uh, I talked about that a little bit with, you know, even helping out with in Australia, but yeah. like the community of putting something besides yourself into like everyone else's lives. I, I admire that. That's something to be, you should be commended for. So uh, good for you for deciding to do that. Was there ever a time where you had to, I don't want to say discipline a kid, but you had to go now, come on now. We gotta, let's, let's ease it down. Let's tone it down just a bit. It's a classroom full of 20 kids. Of course, I had to do that a little bit. It's also a lifeguard. So I, I, I kind of okay. knew how to be like, hey, no running. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah. In the classroom, no running on the pool. There's a ton of teachers in my family and administrators. So I, I've been around it. And maybe that's the one reason why I decided not to do it and, and get into this instead, because I saw enough of that stuff. But always commend teachers as much as any profession. So now you're at Amphenol RF. You're in the engineering rotation, rotational program. We'll look forward to see what happens with you over the next couple of years and where you go. It should be kind of exciting. It's almost like a little surprise, right? You never know what's going to happen here. What should be? I fun. know this is. It's a long rotation. It's going to be three years. Which yeah. you know, when I was applying to other rotation programs, the maximum they were were was about a year. Yeah, which is just one rotation here. So I'm really excited to see what what I learned. So you're in Danbury, Connecticut now. In your free time, what do you like to do when you're not, you know, working at RF? What do you like to do on the weekends? I've talked to people in the workplace and they're like, oh, there's, you know, you can drive to 
drive up to Boston. I was like, but I'm from near Boston. Why would I drive up to Boston from here? It's a longer, yeah. <laughs> longer drive. I've been to Long Island yeah. uh, a couple of times, go to the beach, hang out, uh, pretty much just relax outside the work. It's, it's a lot different from going to school and doing your homework to getting out at five o'clock every day and going home. There's two new uh, design engineers that got hired the same day as me. Yeah. We started, you know, gone out and grabbed a drink with him. I'm 21. So people know, obviously I graduated college, <laughs> yeah. just put that out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's just kind of hanging out and making yeah. sure that, you know, you get some time away from all that hard engineering that you're putting through your head. Okay. Now, so last question here, the last set of things I'll ask you, put you on a desert Island by yourself. And I allow you to bring with you one album, one book and one movie. Let's just assume that there's power enough to listen to an album, read a book, and watch a movie. We'll start with the album. What album would you bring with you? Well, I definitely want to go with an album that's, you know, I don't want my favorite song like that album because then I'm just going to listen to that one song. I think generally good album. I like Billy Joel, The Stranger. Wow, I'm surprised, but in a, in a pleasant way. Someone who's yeah. 21 who still likes Billy Joel. I didn't think that 21-year-olds uh, liked him, but okay. Well, and you said the aforementioned Long Island, so there you go. It must be the proximity to the island. Right. How about a book? Oh, I feel like this is going to be kind of cliche, um, but you know, I think the length is going to be good here, length and entertainment. I'm going to say The Lord of the Rings because it's just so long that I could read it a couple times without getting bored. Oh, absolutely right. Yes, you'll have, you'll have plenty of time, so you can go through all three of those books. Um, how about a movie? Oof, I feel like this one's the hardest question because there's just so many movies out there. Um, you know, Goodfellas is really good. I, oh, I do enjoy yeah. a sit down with Goodfellas, so I'll, I'll have to take that with me. I may have to take that too, if I'm being completely honest. So that would definitely be one of the, the handful of choices that I have to consider. So, uh, well, listen, Tom, I appreciate you taking the time to do this today. And my best of luck to you as you continue on this engineering rotational program. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. 